usual, we'll start with prayer. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. It's always wonderful to fellowship with you. It's always wonderful to be at rest in your presence. There is nothing like fellowshipping with you, gathering in love, gathering in grace, gathering in the fulfillment of everything you've called us to be and do. Father, we yield this gathering. We yield this week. We yield the rest of this year. For this time, Father, we are asking that everything is sacrifice of Christ. As ascribed for this time, we shall enjoy it. We shall rest in it. We shall be fulfilled in it. Father, we will not miss out on everything that you have assigned for us. We yield to the Holy Spirit. We have a word in season. We have a word for this time. Because the word himself is in us. Thank you, Father. We have come to drink. We have come to be washed with the waters of the word. We know we will not leave here the same. We will live encouraged, strengthened, and directed in your love. To you be highest glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, everyone. My name is O.C. O.C. of the Sunship Place. Today, we are picking up from where we left off last time, the faith of God. We were talking on faith, on what faith is, what faith means, understanding what faith is supposed to be to the believer. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things unseen. That means faith is a person. He is the substance of everything we hope for. We hope for a Messiah. We hope for a Savior. He is the evidence of things unseen. We could not see salvation. We could not see the Father. In Him, we received a good report because Christ is the, is the testimony of the believer. He is our good report. In Him, everyone obtained a good report. In Him, we also learn that Christ, who is faith, is also the beginning. He's also the word. So faith is the beginning. Faith is the word. That's why he who is faith is the author and finisher of our faith. Faith is not what we do. Faith is a person we receive. That person is Christ. Religion tells you to have faith. Biblical understanding tells you to embrace and receive faith. We have the faith of Christ because we have faith in Christ. Faith is a location. Faith is a person. Faith is a situation. Faith is the embodiment of the personification of God to man. Faith is Christ. For we who have received Christ, we have faith. How we are tracking. That's the summary of what faith is. Last week, well, I said last week, yesterday, I mean, as we're talking, I know we didn't go on to the three definitions, but I will just highlight it to us. There are three definitions of faith. 
Faith, the first definition is Christ. Faith is a person. That person is Christ. The second definition of faith is the finished work of Christ. So faith is Christ. Faith is also the finished work of Christ. And the third definition of Christ is the third definition of faith is embodying Christ and his finished work. I repeat that. Faith has three definitions. The first definition of faith is Christ. The second definition of faith is the finished work of Christ. The third definition of faith is embodying Christ and his finished work. So, this is why a believer does not have faith. He embraces, he receives faith. So, to have faith, the biblically correct way of having faith is embracing Christ and his finished work so that you can embody Christ and his finished work. Are we all tracking people? Wonderful. Now, we've heard it four times in scripture that the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. If something is repeated four times in the scripture, it must be important. How do we live by faith? What? Why is it important to live by faith? To live by faith is to have the mind of faith. I repeat that. To live by faith is to have the mind of faith. To have the, the consciousness of the identity of Christ and his finished work. Living by faith is living by the consciousness of Christ and his finished work. That brings us to the topic on consciousness. What is consciousness? Are you living conscious or unconscious? What is consciousness? How do we and what what do we describe consciousness as? Con when someone is think about it like, are you conscious or unconscious? Um, are you knocked out? Are you breathing? When someone is conscious, they are aware of their reality. Consciousness is an awareness of your reality. Let me repeat that. Consciousness is an awareness of your reality. The reality of the believer is Christ. Our in Christness is our reality. Consciousness is the awareness of your, of your reality. The reality of a believer is in Christ. What makes you conscious? So what are the consciousness that we see today? There are three main consciousnesses we see. Sin consciousness, self or situation consciousness, and son consciousness. I'll repeat that. There are three main consciousnesses we see today. Sin consciousness, which is the focus on sin. How to avoid sin. How to overcome sin. Sin this, sin that. Because we don't understand that sin consciousness is law consciousness in these guys. Sin consciousness is law consciousness in, in these guys. So, if everything that you are focused on is sin and how not to sin, 
the more you focus on how not to sin, the more you end up committing that sin that you are focused on not doing. Because what you magnify, you become. What you magnify, you eventually become. If your focus is on sin consciousness, you would eventually be, you would eventually fall in the trap of that sin. Sin consciousness is law consciousness in disguise. The second one is self or situation consciousness. Self consciousness is you are focused on your ability, your ability in situations. You are focused on because self consciousness is situation consciousness in disguise. So we just call this self and situation consciousness together. Because if, if you are self-conscious, you are focusing on the power of your situation and the powerlessness of yourself. If you are self-conscious, you are focused on the power of your situation and the powerlessness you feel in that situation. Or your inability to do anything about the situation, the overwhelming nature of that situation. So self-consciousness is situational consciousness in disguise. And whatever you are conscious about, you are submitted to. Yes, and only consciousness is awareness magnified. Because what you are, whatever you focus on as your consciousness, because what you are conscious of defines your mind. And whatever defines your mind eventually defines your character and your reality. Whatever you are conscious of defines your mind. Whatever defines your mind defines your character and your reality. This is why it is important for us to be son conscious. That we are sons of God. I am son. So we are sons. When we are sitting as sons, we are only conscious of the nature of the father, the reality of the father, the vision, what the father has said about us, what the father has said about our situation, and what the, the proclamation of, of the father became becomes the identity of the believer. The proclamation of the father becomes the identity of the believer. That is son consciousness. Are you aware? Are you conscious of the proclamation of your father? And are you aware of your identity in him? We cannot be sin conscious glorifying law. We cannot be self-conscious glorifying situations. We are son conscious glorifying God. So that our light is shining before all men and our life gives glory to the father. Whatever you are conscious of, it will eventually define you. What you glorify, you become. Are we tracking people? So, in, so let's address, because now, the just shall live by faith. Faith eventually renews the mind of the believer. Because faith is first a person. So, this is why the believer must have the mind of Christ. If, if consciousness was not important, you would not need to have the mind of Christ. Come on! If consciousness was not important, you would not need to have the mind of Christ. So we are called to have the mind of Christ so that we can think as Christ thinks. Right. Desiring God, what God desires for the same reason he desires it. Seeing as God sees. So that, like, see, when God created... He called for the, the one who has his consciousness to name his creation after his consciousness. When God 
created. Mm -hmm. He called the one that has his consciousness to right. name animals right. by after his image, after his likeness, because he believed that the one who has his consciousness will name situations as one with him. But if you do not have the consciousness, if you are in sin consciousness, you will name situations after the law. So you will subject yourself to your mouth. That's why life and death are in the power of the tongue. But for we who are the believers, uh, the power of our tongue is, sub is subject to the spirit of power in us so that when we pray, dynamic power is made available. So you will name situations after sin or you will name situations by the power, power of it. So, if we are not conscious, we are not conscious as sons, we will name situations after law or after their power. And the spirit of power is in us. And then we wonder why we are subject, we are going through things as believers, not knowing we have proclaimed and we are receiving the result of our proclamation. Are people tracking today? So, in this breakdown of sin, son, and all this, we are going to go into scripture. For the first one, we are going to go to Romans chapter 1. So, the first one is, the first point for today, the first point that, and the first point will be addressing the first consciousness, which is sin consciousness. The first point we are going to be addressing is Romans chapter 1, from verse 16 to 17. We are reading it in Amplified. Romans chapter 1, from verse 16 to 17. When you are there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Give, give everyone a bit of a second to get there. Romans 1, 16 to 17. I read. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Let's remember, as we learned last week, the gospel is also a person. That person is Christ. Him we preach. We saw that from um, 1 Corinthians. Sorry, we saw that from Colossians 1, 25-29. Colossians 1, 25-29. So, that's for your reference. You want to go back and, because we don't have enough time to go through the scripture. So, him we preach. So, the gospel is a person. That person is Christ. So, the gospel is a person that is preached. We preach about him and his finished work. Yeah. Right? So, I am not ashamed of this gospel. So, Paul is saying, I am not ashamed of Christ. For right. it is the power of God unto of God. Well, let me pause. Let's also remember, as for those who have, have been in the Sonship Place a couple uh, for longer, we have said, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23 to 24, Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. So for we who believe, Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. So Christ is the gospel. Christ is the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. So what Paul is saying, I am not ashamed of this gospel. For it is, power, it is the power of God. I am not ashamed of Christ. For Christ is Christ unto salvation. Christ, it is Jesus plus nothing. It is Jesus plus nothing. I am not ashamed of this gospel. I am not ashamed of Christ. For it is Christ unto salvation. It is Christ. It, for it is power of God unto salvation. Salvation from what? From his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes. So as long as you are in Christ, 
you have received the salvation of God. Salvation is your testimony, not punishment as a result of sin. So the enemy can no longer tell you, ah, you're falling short. Mm, your father will not receive you. Your father, the father is not looking at you. He's looking at the person that you have become. The person you have, you have become is Christ. Come on. Are we tracking? To everyone who believes in Christ as Savior, to the Jews and first to the Greek, to the Greek, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. So for in Christ, the righteousness of God is received. So who have, we who have received Christ, we have received the righteousness of God. That is why the Bible talks about Abraham. For once he believed, it was counted unto him as righteousness. When we believe Christ, righteousness has been counted unto us. So, what is righteousness? Right oneness. That's righteousness. Right and one with God. So, in Christ, you are right and you are one with God. So, sin consciousness is not your discussion. Because if you are focusing on sin, you will, you will focus on the law. And you are subject to Christ, not subject to sin and the law. So, righteousness, yes, and will that's the key word. Righteousness has been imputed. So it has been put into your, your description. It has been put into your account. It has been put into everything that concerns you. So anytime the enemy wants to speak about you, the blood speaks for you. So sin is not the consciousness of the believer. Son is. I am right and one with God is our story. This is how we have a good report in faith. This is how we have a good report. So whenever they want to say anything about us, we always, <laughs> the blood speaks back and says, this one is right. This one is one with God. For in 17, for in the gospel, the righteousness, the right oneness of God is revealed. Both springing from faith and leading to faith. Auto and finisher. So both springing from Christ. So righteousness springs from Christ and leads to Christ. So it is not you that does. If the Holy Spirit, according to Philippians, is, the, is God in you that causes you to will and to do for His good pleasure. That is how you work out salvation. Not by effort, but by resting in Christ. Son consciousness. Both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed in a way that awakens more faith. As it is written and forever re remains written, the just and the upright shall live by faith. We who are justified in Christ shall live by Christ himself and nothing else. Yes. Are we all tracking? No, in case we do not get it well. Let's, this sin, this sin, sin consciousness. Let's take another verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23 to 24. Still amplified. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23 to 24. I rest in Christ. is very good. Rest in Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 23 to 24. Once you are there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. I read. But we preach Christ crucified. You see that all this topic about Joshua live by faith starts with the same, the same thing. First of all, we preach the gospel. We know the gospel is Christ. This is, it comes again. But we preach Christ crucified. A message which is to the Jews a stumbling block that provokes their opposition. And to the Gentiles, foolishness. Just utter nonsense, but to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God. I think we knew we were coming here. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This is because the foolishness of God. Oh, I think I'm reading the wrong thing. 
Yes, I am. Sorry about that, guys. I wanted to go to Galatians 10. Galatians 3, 10 to 13. Let's go to Galatians 3, 10 to 13. So, again, on seeing consciousness. Galatians chapter 3, verse 10 to 13. Galatians chapter 3, verse 10 to 13. Wonderful. For all who depend on the law, seeking justification and salvation by obedience to the law and observance of rituals. Let me go to church every Sunday. Let me do these things. Maybe if I pray for 25 hours. Maybe if I do, if I... It is not observance of rituals that makes you intimate with God. It is Christ. It is not observance of rituals. It is not observance of processes. Faith is a person. That person is Christ. Faith is the finished work of Christ. Faith is embodying Christ and his finished work. So if you are in Christ and you are in his finished work, when you embrace him and his finished work, the finished work, finished work, you should not try to add to the finished work of the finished work. The finished work, finished work. It's not when he said it was finished, he did not say it was finished to be continued. Finished, it is finished, it is done, it is complete. It is, the finished work, finished work. So don't try to use rituals to add to what the finished work has finished. For all who depend on the law, seeking justification and salvation by obedience to the law and the observance of rituals are under a curse. I do not see it. This is Bible. So you subject yourself to the curse and then you wonder why your life looks like the world and you don't have the testimony of Christ. For it is written, cursed, condemned to destruction is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law so as to practice them. With the law, 99% obedience is disobedience. You cannot be dealing with 99% and wondering why, and wondering why your life is afflicted. So when you are dealing with the law, you are subject to the demonic because demons are legalistic. When you are dealing with faith, you are, you are seated far above principalities and powers. So you're, they don't have any discussion with you. Choose one. To be seated, in, seated at far above, seated above principalities or powers or deal with law and deal with the legalistic. Law is for legalists. Legalists are subject to, subject to every curse that has to do with the law. When you choose to deal with the law, you subject yourself to the same laws that guides all principalities and powers. But when you are in Christ, you are seated far above principalities and powers. Faith is the nature that makes you embody he who comes. You are in the beginning by faith. And in the beginning, all things were created. So you are in and all things came from. So since you are in, you can command all things that come from. But if you subject yourself to the from, and you, uh, you lose the benefits, you lose the ability to enjoy the benefits of being in. I am in the house. I enjoy things that are in the house. Guests come. Guests enjoy things from the house. By faith, I am in. I, don't, I enjoy things in. I, I don't enjoy the limits of from. Guests enjoy things from the house. We enjoy things in the house. Faith is right and one with God. By faith, you are right. You are one. And since you are one, you enjoy all the benefits of being in him. The just shall live by faith. And we have faith in him. In him is the location of faith. In him is the location of faith. Are we tracking people? Is this making sense? Everyone, now it is clear. No one is justified that is declared free of guilt of sin and his penalty 
and placed in right standing before God by the law. For the righteous, the just, the upright shall live by faith. It goes on to say, but the law does not rest or require faith. So, the law does not require Christ. It has nothing to do with faith. It has nothing to do with Christ. But instead, the law says, he who practices them, the things prescribed by the law, shall live by them instead of faith. So, you have choice. Are you going to live by the law or live by Christ? Remember, sin consciousness is law consciousness in disguise. So, if all you are focused on is keeping the laws of sin, that means you have subjected yourself or been led by Christ. You separated yourself from the subjection of the lordship of Christ and you've entered this, the subjection of the lordship of sin because sin, the law, was for the guidance of the being called sin. Are we tracking? Okay. Because sin is not an action. Sin is a nature. That's why the nature of sin competes with the nature of the spirit according to Galatians 5. If sin was simply an action, actions don't compete with, 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 with humans. That's why God even said in Genesis, sin is crouching at your door. It is his desire to have you. He was talking to Cain. So if sin has a desire, it's not just an action. It's a being. It is faith that gives you authority over the being and the laws of that being. Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the cost of his law of the law and his condemnation by becoming a cross for us. For it is written, cursed is, any, is everyone who hangs on, crucified on a tree. So, as a Christian, someone tells you, I'm going to curse you. I'm going to curse your family. I'm going to curse you. You look at the person and laugh. Curse Christ and then have, have a discussion with me. If you are in faith, no one can curse you because Christ became a cross for you. Bible says there has to be a cause for a curse. And Christ became a curse so that for every cause, you are safe, secure, and restored in the justification of Christ. Unless someone can curse God, they cannot curse you. Son, have the consciousness of a son that the finished work has finished work for you. Are we tracking? Heads up, I know we are almost at time. Please, we are going to go up about five minutes over time today. Just a heads up. So, third one. Uh, sorry, second point. Because we have talked on the first one. The first point was what? Since Christ fulfilled the requirements of sins, once we believe, we, we now live the life of Christ. That was the first point. And that, that cancels sin consciousness. Since, we, since Christ fulfilled the requirements of sin, once we believe, we now live the life of Christ. That erases sin consciousness. The second one is self-consciousness. Remember we said self-consciousness is situational consciousness in disguise. Because if you are focused on yourself, you are, focusing on, you are truly focusing on the power of your situation and the powerlessness you feel in that situation. How do we deal with that? Bible, Hebrews 10, 36 to 38. Hebrews 10, chapter 36 to 38. Once you are there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hebrews chapter 10, from verse 36 to 38. 36 to 38. Says, but, see, this context, this scripture is talking about suffering. Everything that precedes this talk about how Christ suffered and how Christ fulfilled in his suffering. Then it goes on to talk about how the believers will suffer, how they will they might go through prison, or some of the things that we will go through for this gospel. 
Then, then 36 talk then goes to, for you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. Just remember that patience is not something we have. Patience is something that we receive as a fruit of the presence of God in us. That's why it's called a fruit of the Spirit. So it is, you are not alone. There is someone with you. There is someone in you. There is someone empowering you. You are He said, I will be to you a wall of fire. He is in you. He is with you. He surrounds you. So you are never alone in the situations that you are going The lie of the enemy is that you are going through it alone. The lie of the enemy is that what you are subject to, you are the only subject in your subjection. But if they cannot subject Christ, they cannot subject you. You are not powerless in your situation. Stop speaking situation. Speak the reality. Speak Christ. You never walk alone. Yes, you are guarded on all sides. He's in you. And that's why you have a hope for glory. So he is the substance of things you will hope for. You hope for his glory. And he has given his glory to you in love. Remember what we read, what we learned about two days ago. Love is the glory of God in the believer. So you, if someone loves you, he will never leave you alone. And his love is proven in the person of Christ. And that person is in you. That person is with you. That person is for you. Your person is ruling. So therefore, all laws, all things that pertain to life and godliness will be given for you. That's why all things work together for the good. Because your person is in power. For you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. So that when you have carried out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy to the full what is promised. For yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come. He will not delay. But my righteous one, the one justified by faith, shall live by faith, respecting man's relationship to God and trusting him. So, how do we live? We live respecting our relationship to God and trusting him. And what is your relationship to God? Son. You are a child of God. You do not, you do not believe that the power, because he's a person, he's a person who loves you. A person that has an office, the office is a service for you. And the office brings out a ministry. The ministry will be administered to you. So the person of Christ matters to you. The office of Christ is a service to you. The ministry of Christ administers to you. So whether the person, the office or ministry of God is all for you, that you may know and be encompassed in the revelation of his love. Your person is in power. And that person is power, in power wants you to know that you are loved by him. So you trust your relationship and you trust him you have, who, have, who you have a relationship with. This is why the why of God is love. And if he draws back, shrinking in fear, my soul has no delight in him. You cannot be double-minded. Your mouth is saying one thing, the voice of your heart saying another thing, and then wondering why you're not receiving the benefits of the testimony of the love of God. Because you have spoken, because your, the, the voice in your heart is the first voice you truly hear, and the first voice you truly obey. Not the, so you obey the voice in your heart before you obey the words out of your lips. Check your heart before you check God. Thirty-nine, but our way, we believers, our way is not those who shrink back to destruction, but we are those who believe, relying on God through faith in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and by this confident faith, we preserve our soul. 
So the preservation of the soul of the believer is resting in Christ. In Christ is how you preserve your soul. That's why the good, the Lord is my shepherd. He lays me down beside the still water. He restores my soul. So faith, the first thing called faith, is the restorer of your soul. So if you wonder why you are not feeling restored or rejuvenated, check when last you rested in Christ. Which is the second point concerning what we just said, everything we said, this sin, this self-consciousness. God is in us. We are not alone. We live through Christ. We live through Christ. The first thing is we live the life of Christ. Now we live through Christ. You, you cannot live through someone and that person will leave you alone. You cannot live through someone and that person will leave you alone. Brings us to our final point. Son consciousness. What do sons do in situations? They proclaim, they proclaim the word of God. They proclaim the word of God as a vision. They write it and they run with it. Habakkuk 2, 2. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 4. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 4. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 4. I'm reading the Amplified. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Short, short point. Christ is the vision of God. Because him we see, even when we cannot see the invisible God. He's the vision of the invisible. So he's the evidence of things unseen. So Christ, the word, is the vision of God. That, that is also the beginning. That is also faith. So in Christ, all things beginning. In Christ, you see God. And in Christ, you have the confident assurance that it will come for, come towards, and eventually end in the good for you. So the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, engrave it plainly on clay tablets. The clay tablet is for them in the Old Testament. For you, engrave it on your heart. That's why David said, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin. So Christ already dwells in your heart as faith, Ephesians 3. The Holy Spirit, Christ dwells in, dwell in your heart as faith so that the love of God can be rooted in you and you can walk in the superabundance of the power of God, having been filled to fullness in the fullness of God. So write the vision so that he who reads it will run. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hurries towards the, the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. Christ in you will not come back to God void. So you will not die before fulfilling the will of God for you. If the life of God is in you, you will live the life of Christ. You will Christ to be lived out through you. And no one, nothing can stop the fulfillment. Nothing comes to pass unless the Lord allows it. So nothing can stop the fulfillment of God at work in you. It is your time, it is your turn, it is your season. Because you are always in the beginning. You are in Christ. You are in faith. Are we tracking people? Even though it delays, wait patiently for it. Because it will certainly come. It will not delay. Look at the proud one. Humility for a believer. Is not doing things without Christ. Humility for a believer is embracing and receiving the finished work of Christ. So look at the proud one. His soul is not right within him. Remember we just came from the soul not being right. How was the soul not being right? Because the person chose not to rest in the love of God for us in Christ. Rest in Christ. For your, if this, Whenever you feel your soul is not right, whenever you feel depression taking over, whenever you feel like the world is trying to torment you, whenever you feel powerlessness, check, are you resting in Christ? Have you submitted the burden to Christ? Are you resting the love of God at work and alive for you in Christ? But the righteous shall live by faith in the true, in the true God. Brings us to our final point. We who believe 
we who have received the right, the privilege, and power and the authority to be called sons, live as Christ. We live as Christ. In the concluding chapter, John 1, 12 to 13. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. This is where we conclude today. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13 says, But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is, to those who believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on. So, believe, trust, adhere to, trust in, rely on his name. Who are born, not of blood, natural conception. You are not just born of blood. You are not born of natural conception. Nor the will of the flesh. You are not born of sin consciousness. Which is because flesh is subject to the law. You are not born of sin consciousness or physical influence. Nor are you born of the will of man. Which is subject to the situations that afflict man. Right. So, sin consciousness. Self or situational consciousness. So, will of man, whether it's your will or your situation. So, he has dealt with the first one. He's not talking about the sin. He's not talking about self. Nor of the will of man. That is, that is of a natural father. But of God. That is a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God. Spiritually transformed. Renewed and sanctified. This is your testimony. This is our testimony. We are born of God. We are born as sons. We are not powerless in the world. We are not powerless in our situations. We have Christ in us. Christ lives through us. We live the life of Christ. Christ lives with us. We live as Christ. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Our declarations. Let's declare. I. Actually, let's say, let, let's say we. Because let's say it as one. We choose to believe, decree, and declare that we are sons of God. We are under the Lordship of Christ. We are not subject to sin. We have the life of Christ in us. We are not subject to the nature of sin. We are in the beginning. We enjoy the yes and the amen of God. We emerge in the life of Christ. The miraculous is the norm for us. We emerge in the life of Christ. The miraculous is the norm for us. Amen. Father, we thank you. We have received the word. We have received Christ. We have received faith. We walk in the beginning. We decree that life has come alive for us. The beginning has started for us. And so, we run with the vision. We, we, we come out of alignment with sin consciousness. We, we admit the fact that we are powerless as humans, but we have the almighty God who is powerful in us. So superabundance is superabundantly more than we can ask, think, or pray. The miraculous of you is now at work in our life. We agree with it. We decree the manifestation of it. And we come into the fullness of the life of Christ. In Jesus' name, grace is multiplied unto us. We enjoy the love of God as we fellowship with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Go into this week assured as sons, not sin conscious, not self-conscious, but being conscious of sons, awake in the reality and life of Christ at work in you. Thank you all. Please join us same time tomorrow. And for all those, we also have service tonight at 4 p.m. PST, which is 7 p.m. EST, and which will be 4 plus 6 will be 12, 4 plus 6, 10, 11, 12, uh, 
that's 1 a.m british time and 2 a.m nigerian time so join us tonight love and appreciate you all for those for the links to join us tonight is link in bio have a blessed week ahead y'all thank you for staying extra for staying longer